So, you want to start the gym. Well, you've come to the right place. In this first episode of a brand new series, we unpack everything you need to know about starting the gym. From setting that initial why and how, choosing your actual gym, so exploring all the different options and price tags. We also look at common barriers often faced and how to navigate them, and even what you should and should not be doing in those crucial first few months. And spoiler alert, it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as many will have you think. The aim of this episode and this series in general is to give you real actionable takeaways that you can use straight away. And even if you're not new to the gym, I'm fairly certain there are going to be some nuggets of information you probably haven't even thought about. And remember, sometimes it's wise to take two steps back to enable 10 steps forward. So let's get you starting the gym and let's set you up for success. Good day to you, Tom. Good day, Bill. How are we doing? I'm all right, mate. I'm, I'm not too bad. You? Good, good. Um, look, I could be better. Um, Netflix didn't pick up my 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 series. You're fucking joking. How I spoke could, about last why week. Why would they not pick up such a fantastic idea as putting people into precarious situations and if it's better cake? <sighs> I do have a feeling it's because uh, I sent them an email. Uh, yep. I sent them a proposal for my show. I sent them an email. But do you know what happened when they opened up the email? <laughs> It was made of cake. <laughs> it was just cake. Yeah. It was just cake. You know, they're happy to, you know, all these, uh, you know, TV streaming services, they're happy to open up stuff like, yeah, new Game of Thrones, you know, House of Dragons. They've got bloody a new Lord of the Rings starting. But, you know, as soon as you try to get another 50th show based on cake, suddenly they're not interested. Yeah, it's just outrageous, isn't it? Um, well, at least we don't have that problem, mate, because we are an independent podcast, so we can... We haven't got that issue. You can launch that series here, mate. We'll make a sub-series all for you about making cake. Great thing about the fitness industry is that as long as you're just controversial, there'll always be material. Hopefully what's not controversial, though, Tom, is this brand new series because we are back with a brand new series uh, and it's quite a good one. It's going to be all all about being practical. Um, We're going to give you lots of action steps for various different things. And we thought naturally we'll start with the most obvious place to start is so you want to start the gym. Um, And... Yeah, hopefully by the end of this, you will feel confident enough uh, and you'll be equipped with the knowledge, maybe not the tools, yeah. but the knowledge to gain the tools to uh, start the gym. Yeah, I mean, um, I quite like the idea of this series in general. Um, I know we get a whole bunch of different listeners with different skill sets when it comes to gym, but I, you know, I'm happy with kind of like taking a step back and gone back to our roots a little bit here because I think a lot of people that do kind of listen to us are people who still quite don't know what they're doing in the gym. Mm-hmm. Or don't know if what they're doing is right or what they're doing wrong, which you know we try our best to explain the nuances, as I'm sure we will today as well. But yeah, it's kind of nice to make something that's quite applicable so people can go away with something. Even if you are an experienced gym user, mm. we might mention something where you might be, oh shit, I never really thought about that before, fair play. Or you might be a trainer and it might be something that you can kind of like put into perspective and apply to your clients, especially beginners. So yeah, I'm ready to roll with this, Bill. So I think where we should start, Tom, is is where to start when you uh, when you want to start the gym. And I, I'll come up with setting an initial goal. Now, we're all going to talk about goals and stuff because there is obviously a bit of context here. But I think the question you need to ask yourself is what do you want from the gym? You know, you need to explore the why and the how. Why yeah. you want to do what you're doing to go into the gym and how um, you're potentially going to get there. I think that's a good place to start if you'd agree there, Tom. Setting an initial goal. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, you haven't got to have like an ultra-specific goal. So you haven't yeah. got to like kind of go oh, I want to lose 10 kilos or, oh, I want to be able to lift this amount of weight, etc. But just simply the idea of, well, I just want to start the gym. 
or mm-hmm. oh a friend of mine goes to crossfit i might give that a go just a simple case of like just that thing of wanting to get involved is good enough yeah and the thing is like um i always kind of like assumed that like when people are kind of new to fitness or exercise in general most times they just think oh, i just want to go to the gym but actually I've, i encountered someone a while back who had wasn't like really experienced with exercise or the gym in general or weightlifting at all. And out of nowhere, she just said to me, oh, I saw like uh, this thing called powerlifting on Instagram. It looks really cool. I'd love to try that if I had the time. And I was like, Joe, you know what? That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, pretty interesting. Like um, I wouldn't think that would be someone's first uh, thing to go to in regards to when you think of, yeah, getting into the gym or getting into fitness. Funny you said about powerlifting there because – once you've set that as you that the initial goal or just set yourself some sort of reason why you want to go to the gym, because maybe as Tom just said, you've seen powerlifting looks cool. The next really thing you need to do is select a gym to actually go to, because when you start the gym, you need to go to an establishment yeah. where they do stuff. Um, and you basically want to choose one that's going to be suitable for, for example, Tom said about the powerlifting example there, you'd go look for a powerlifting gym. Like you wouldn't choose a classic yeah. spit and spore dust, old school weights gym. If you want to be a spinning bike wizard, that probably won't, that probably won't <laughs> meet your needs uh, <laughs> too, uh, too well. So yeah, finding the right gym for you is going to be a, a challenge. I mean, that isn't to say that obviously you can't go to a commercial gym mm. and do the lifts that you'd usually see in powerlifting. However, if you did want to get into something ultra specific that you just one day saw on the TV and you was like, well, that's really cool. I'd like to try that, you know, like the strong men or the Highland Games, mm. then yeah, if that's that's something we'd have to go to a facility where they've actually got those actual particular pieces of equipment, you know, like uh, with CrossFit. Um, you can do CrossFit-esque stuff in a commercial gym, but because it requires a lot of um, moving around outside of your box, no pun intended, you are probably going to find a facility that is primarily designed for CrossFit. Mm. Uh, for example, like I, when I work in a commercial gym, we have some CrossFitters there and it's fine. But when they want to start doing their complex kind of circuits, etc., they want to do kipping. It's not that kind of gym where yeah. the other members might not understand what's going on and they might kind of get in your way or the, the the management might not be quite happy with how you're treating some of the equipment. <laughs> you know, the floors might not be designed exactly for, you know, dropping barbells. Just, from, just over from experience, Tom. <laughs> it is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've had to tell off some really, really terrifying looking people and been bricking it. But no, no, it's like, it's one of those things where like, look, you probably can do anything you want in just like a regular commercial gym or standard gym. But if there is something very specific you want to do, then yeah, you probably are, best off going to that specific gym because you'll get that social support as well from people that kind of understand what it is you're doing but just to clarify like with exercise and fitness you don't have to go to a gym but just to point out this whole episode is based on you know going to train in a gym-based environment Uh, and as you said like commercial gyms are pretty good for having most things you need but when i say like selecting a gym it's probably worth having a look because some of the gyms are newer than others. You'll find some commercial gyms, even they might be part of a chain. Some are like super old with old kit or oh, some yeah. might be brand new. And then even then, you might want to go to an independent gym because sometimes they have less members for a higher price, which is something I'm going to talk about. But that means you've got easier access to kit. Yeah. You've not got to wait you know, four hours for a, a squat rack. Um, or you know, you've got to navigate 15,000 dumbbells that people have left out in a commercial gym <laughs> to get to your uh, bench. So there's all these things you've got to think about. Obviously, it's not that important at the start, but it, it gets you on a good place. If you can select a good gym to start with, your initial few months of the gym, which are really important to whoever you carry on, will be more enjoyable. Uh, and there's less chance of you feeling like this is fucking shit and not wanting to, to go again, basically. No, totally. Um, and I did mention the price there. So does price matter when selecting a gym? Well, I mean, that's going to depend because certain gyms will charge a higher price. Like if you look at a normal commercial gym, 
like your pure gyms, the gyms, fucking wherever they are, you know, they have, they're normally very cheap or they normally offer you some like 40p for 14 months and then it's four fucking million pounds afterwards. But they're normally, they're normally super cheap <laughs> commercial gyms. The problem that comes with is that access to kit, as I said, it could be a bit of an issue. Whereas you go to some of these independent gyms, which will charge a bit more. Sometimes you find that the kit could be a little bit better. There's more space, uh, there's more kit. Uh, and there's mm. less people there because of the higher price tag, which means you get more access to kit. And if you go up to things like CrossFit gyms, if that's something you want to do, they will charge a higher price because all the classes are essentially coach-led. Uh, there's normally some specialist yeah. equipment in there. Uh, so it just it just depends. If you just want to go to like a standard gym and just get stuck in, a commercial gym is probably not a bad shout because it is quite afford it's quite affordable, isn't it? Like some of the how much the gym you, you you were managing, how much that was. But normally it's a low barrier to entry, isn't it? It's not like you've got to spend a lot of money. Yeah, I mean it depends. I mean when we first opened up about two years ago, we was like something ridiculous, like twelve ninety nine a month. Fucking hell, in London as well. <laughs> but obviously, as uh, we got more members through the door, we, that's the thing as well. The thing is with price price doesn't automatically reflect the quality of the gym. It also reflects the area, the kind of clientele they're going to get there. And here's a business secret, by the way. A lot of gyms will up their price if they're trying to control the amount of people coming in and out the doors. So, for example, if your gym can no longer sustain, uh, I don't know, let's say 9,000 people coming through the door, then they might up their price to try and cap mm. that and prevent other people from joining or even try and try and put people off from actually maintaining their membership. So it can be a way to kind of control the amount of members. But yeah, it doesn't automatically mean it's going to be best quality. It does depend on area as well. Other things as well, like do you have parking? I mean, for the gym I currently work at, like we do charge a bit more of a premium price compared to other ones, but that's because we've got five hours free parking nearby. And that in London, that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Massive. You know, it might cost someone £5 just on parking alone mm. a day for their parking yeah like you will kind of get like commercial gyms which tend to have like a they might have like a price range but it ain't always gonna be the same price but it's within like a certain range it could be from anywhere from like yeah 15 pounds to 30 pounds etc i know some gyms like anytime fitness tend to see themselves as quite premium because they've got the gucci kit so they might charge a <laughs> lot more like the 35 <laughs> got gucci pound range what, what gucci kit they got well the one near me has a has a rack of ferraguns Oh, fuck off. But this is another thing. If it's stuff you have zero interest in using, is it even worth paying yeah, well, that price? That's, that's another thing you've got to pay yeah, You look mind, at places like yeah. David Lloyd's, does have that benefit of having, you know, they tend to have like a lot of rigs and stuff like that, monkey bars, things for specialist equipment. So if, you're, if you want to get into a tough mud and you want that, but you want to go swimming as well, you want the spa, you want the little gardens, they have the creches as well if you have kids. So David Lloyd's tends to be quite expensive, but they are charging because they do offer a premium service. Apparently, it's supposed to be, from what I've been told, in my opinion, just so I don't get sued, it's supposed to be a terrible place to work for. But apparently, from a service point of view, there is a reason why they charge you that amount of money. But when it comes to like CrossFit boxes, Bill, as, as I understand, it's like you're also paying for the classes and the workshops and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. just a case of your pain is to drop in whenever you want. Yeah, no, you can't. You get a lot more bang for your buck. There are options in like the gym I go to. There is options to just have an open gym membership where you essentially just get to use the facilities for however you want, like a normal gym. It's still more expensive than the commercial gym, but as I said, there's more specialist equipment there. Does that tend to be cheaper than the... Uh like the, the membership where yeah, you get classes, yeah, so etc. Yeah, so if I was to break it down, for example, uh, the gym I go to, obviously I went to the price and stuff and that because uh, it's not my place to say, but like <laughs> you'll have the open gym membership, a silver membership, which gives you two classes per week and you have a gold membership, hmm. which is unlimited classes per week. Uh, and these are all coached classes. So it's the value for money there. And it, I mean, it just depends what you want from a gym. Like you said, 
a lot of these gyms have these Gucci little additions, but you know what you should probably do is write down a list of what, yeah. based on your initial goal, what you actually want to do with the gym. What do you actually need? What do you actually need from a gym? And if you go to a gym uh, and they're they're trying to offer you all these Gucci things and say, "Oh, we're definitely worth the extra price because we've got all this," look at your list. Do any of these things come up on your need list? Do you know what, Bill, you've just reminded me of something else. But another thing with price is that obviously the more expensive it tends to be, the less undesirable people undesirable people you tend to have in the gym and that sounds horrendous but um oh, well, all right cheap cheap Classist. commercial gyms <laughs> cheap ch- commercial gyms tend to like have no i mean more kind of like the, the high school crowds the the kids that tend to come in and fuck about etc not saying they're all like that Are you have to go at spencer whoa 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 we had spencer <laughs> last week fucking hell oh no <laughs> you, you can't pull me down like listen i'm training my nephew on saturday and he's a youngster <laughs> i'm getting with the cool Ooh. kids now I'm getting onto TikTok, innit? Oh, I'll yeah. be wearing a backwards cap. He's had one episode of a TikTok mix. influencer. I've already started vaping. I've even been on a pair of Converse <laughs> in TK Maxx, a pair of uh, <laughs> pre-owned ones. But yeah, like uh, the thing is, the more expensive a gym, usually less members there are as well because you're not getting in that filter of high schoolers, etc. I know it sounds terrible. I don't mean to like stigmatize high schoolers, but mm. it's one of those things where like the cheaper membership is, the more they're just flooding in the members at the end of the day and the thing is as well as like we're going on about gucci kit i do remember going to uh, anytime fitness where you had to do like a 12 month contract and by the end of it i was like do i really want to be paying this much just because there's like an lcd screen on a treadmill that i don't even use <laughs> do you know what i mean you don't, exactly these are the, the things you don't need you have to say so that list i think is actually really important what do you actually need from a gym to do what you need to do if there's extra stuff they throw in just be like well do i even need that do i need the lcd screen do i need yeah. the thorough no do i need the fucking parking maybe i'll walk to maybe i'm a walk to the gym person do i need the extra parking it's like, yeah then once you actually get into the gym then so once you've actually selected your gym my suggestion would be unless you are like going in with a, a, a pretty specific goal but i'd say explore different things and find out what you enjoy because there's a lot of different things you can do at a gym like different modalities different sort of training styles different lifts and exercises because we spoke about before there is not one perfect exercise for anything um you could do a wide range of things to meet different goals you know yeah. you, if you want to build a certain muscle you don't have to just do one set movement there's multiple ways of doing it so try different things find out what you enjoy my suggestion would be you could sort of go alone a sort of journey of discovery i'll, I'll coin it but if you want an accelerated process to really get you know, to grips of where things are maybe you could work for pt just for a little bit just for mm. just while you initially start just to get a steer in the right direction just so you get a handle of how things are done how certain things you know certain movements what things are what sort of kits best for certain things yeah and that that will give you sort of a little boost at the start yeah totally um some pts as well sometimes have like a, a beginner package where basically they have a framework and not all of them this is obviously depending on their business model but me myself i have like a framework for someone that's completely new to the gym so already have like a framework based on their preferences at the time of how to kind of introduce them to you know the gym and what they would possibly be into it's one of those things where it's like test and adjust we'll find out what you like when we start doing it if you don't like it we could chin it off unless you've got a very specific goal there's no right or wrong you can do here with exercise as long as you're doing some form of exercise but yeah personal training is just is definitely one of those also sometimes some commercial gyms will have like free classes so sometimes if you do something like fit yeah. pump or circuits classes are a good way to kind of learn uh it's not as one-to-one because obviously it is a class but you know the instructor can show you and give you some tips and hints etc some technique adjustments if they're you know, mm. good, not shit. But I'll be honest with you, like with a lot of commercial gyms and like their instructors, their staff, most of the time they're happy to just show you around and show you a couple of things because they want to get out of their cleaning mm. duties. Well, isn't that isn't that part of the consultation process anyway? 
it is, but it's it's one of those things where a lot of <laughs> pe- <we> a lot <laughs> of trainers would rather like if if they're working on the gym floor, that is not as an actual PT, but let's just say if they're like an instructor in say pure gym or somewhere, you know, they'd rather be seen with someone and helping someone out than just like going around with a cloth and a bucket. Do you know what I mean? So don't feel embarrassed to ask them, look, can you show me a couple of things? Um, as well as does depend on the layout of gyms. Um, I'm quite lucky in a sense that with the gym I work at, the way the machines have been arranged is they've been arranged into what I've termed clusters. So we have like a group of three machines all together and all three of those machines are lower body exercises. So you have to, uh, the way they're placed next to each other, it's like the, the leg press, the hamstring curl, the leg extension. So I say to people when I was giving them an induction, look, no matter what you do here, you can't go wrong. You might come and say, you know what, I want to do something in lower body today. Okay, cycle around these machines. You cannot go wrong. You might go over to another cluster where there's like four machines. It's like some form of, you know, chest press and, you know, arm curl and row. It's like, there you go, there's upper body. So some machines will kind of be near each other. And they're operating clusters like that, so it's a nice, simple thing you can do. But yeah, the most simple advice is to simply just go to the gym and just muck around. Try everything. You haven't got to go in there thinking, yeah. am I doing this right? How yeah. many sets do I do this for? How much weight do I do this for? How 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 long do I do it for? Don't, don't worry about it. Find something you enjoy first and then start looking into the details afterwards. The way I like to explain to people is instead of trying to think about what exercises you should do, because there's so many, you know, someone to say, oh, can I have like an arm exercise straight away? Like I could think of loads on different variations. Instead, I'll say, look, let's break it down to movements instead. Let's think of a movement where you can push something, pull something and then squat and maybe hinge something. And then after that, you, you can then break down those movements and find the exercises to fit each of those movements. And from then on, it's just preference. Unless you've got a hyper-specific goal in mind, which to be honest with you, I'd rather you not have as a beginner, you know, you can't really go wrong as long as you do those form of movements. Fuck, it looks like a house fire. Sorry, mate. You can- <laughs> so once you've selected a gym, once you've uh, once you've maybe you know had a little muck around, you've chose a PT to work with. Um, another question people might be asking is Tom: Is do they need to buy all sorts of special gear for the gym? Do they need special trainers? Do they have to wear certain clothes? Um, because it can be a bit intimidating. You walk to the gym, people are wearing all this funky kit. You might feel a bit underdressed. But I mean, is there? Do you really need? Do you really need any of this? Do you know what, Bill? I'm laughing because I must have missed this when I went through the show notes. Because straight away, people are popping into my head from my gym. As I say, like really? all the gear, oh, no idea. Can some accessories be useful? Yeah, sure, but you don't have to have them. So the fir- first thing that comes to my mind is belts, gloves. And very particular shoes. What's what comes to your mind? I mean, you're a CrossFit, so I know you're going to say chalk. You're not allowed to say chalk. That's obvious. <laughs> chalk. No, I literally, I'd say the same thing as you there, Tom. Um, and all of those items, as you just said, would have their place, hundred percent. But I feel like if you're, if we're, this is aimed at brand new people going to the gym, yeah, you probably don't need all of this stuff to get started because yeah. you'll be so new. They're the sort of things like a belt, for example. It, you people find it useful when you get to super heavyweights. If you're going in on your first month of the gym and you're lifting like maximal weight, there's probably an issue there. Um, yeah. you know, that's probably not recommended to to be at that level. Um, same with things like. Uh, what would you say there? Lifting, lifting trainers. Yeah, yeah, they can help you get to depth, uh, especially doing like higher things. But if you're just starting out, it's probably better to get used to the movements first, see how you get on. Once again, you shouldn't be going to maximal. So yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, up on it. look, if you do have those things, okay, I don't think it's necessarily bad. 
but I don't want you to overcomplicate training to what you already think it is. Like being introduced to mm. being introduced to exercise in the gym, you know, it's probably going to be daunting in the first place. Let's not overcomplicate it by adding all these other yeah. ingredients. But there are some people that bring some wacky stuff into the gym. And this is another problem with social media is where, especially like these biomechanics experts, etc., where they're adding like five resistance bands to a chest press. And then they're like putting their feet up on a bench and it's like, look, oh God, just overcomplicating shit. It should be simple. And then some new person might see that and think, am I supposed to be doing that? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't at all. As long as you're pushing something, pulling something, squatting something, and maybe hinging something, and all the other movements like you know lunging, crack on. Keep it simple when you start. You, you don't. You don't want to, as Tom just said, don't overcomplicate things. You might. I mean, maybe you want to buy all this special stuff, but just don't feel like you need to. As as we said, even if you see someone in the gym who you think they look like they know what they're doing with all this gear on, they're probably you're probably going to see someone on a dip station wearing a lifting belt which says. I don't know. Tom, what was that guy that you saw? God, what yeah. Do you remember that, yeah? Remember? He had his, he had his yeah. Instagram <laughs> handle on there. Yeah. yeah, he's Mega. Yeah, yeah, like I've never saw him with a barbell really. once. He was always on machines. <laughs> yeah, with a lifting belt. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's an op- That's probably a, a situation where you, you probably don't need a lifting belt. You know, each to their own, but mm. in my professional opinion, um, a lifting belt on a dip station probably isn't needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going to say on that one. We move on then to so you've you've got your gym, you've you've dealt with your your wardrobe situation, you've had a little dabble of a PT for a little bit. They've showed you how to you know squat, deadlift, bench, whatever. Um, we're now looking potentially to start building a bit of routine. Maybe you're starting to get a bit excited, you're enjoying the gym, and potentially you can get more specific with your goal slash goals. But I think something we talk about, Tom. I think we we have mentioned this in the past. Is do you always need a clear cut goal, or can you just go to the gym? It depends on the goal. I know that goes completely against what you just said there, but it's like <laughs> some people go to a gym for like the social aspect, and I'm absolutely fine with that. I know it pisses some hardcore gym goers off, but I'm absolutely fine with that. As long as they're not taking the piss, you know, and they're like five deep by the bench press, just talking shit because it's their social group. You know, that is a bit of a, you know, dick thing to do. But like, you know, if we're talking about people just going there for the social aspect, I'm absolutely fine. If people there because they just want to mm. get strong, all different kind of movements you could do to get strong. There's no one right way. If it's to like burn fat, change body, etc., that's a different story. It's a bit more complicated than that. I think when you when you like, if you were to say like, if you had quite a vague goal like get strong, I think the only benefit really to be had if someone is new is to have a clear cut goal in that regard. Is you've got a tan, you've got sort of a a target. So if you say I want to be able to lift um, a ten more kilos on my back squat by yeah. X Y Z time, uh, blah, blah blah, by doing this many days a week, whatever that sort of thing, that at least gives you some sort of target to aim at. Um, yeah which I think can make it a bit easier in terms of progress. Obviously, you can just go in and just sort of wing it a little bit if you want to, if you just want to get stronger on your back squat. But I feel like having a, a clear-cut goal um, can make things a little bit more, um, yeah. less messy to navigate. I mean, for example, if I had like someone completely new coming to the gym and they said, oh, I just want to get stronger. Okay, what would you like to get stronger at? What movement? What exercise? If they said, oh... Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to use any machines. I don't know how to use the free weights or this or that. Okay, in which case, put the specific goal to the side for now. Let's just go and have fun with some different bits and bobs and see what you like. So we do like a Romanian deadlift. Do you like that? Okay, cool. Would you like to get stronger at that? Yeah. 
Okay, now we've got a framework we can start working with. Okay, they don't like free weights. They like going on machines. That's absolutely fine. They're doing some form of machine shoulder press. You enjoying that? Sweet. Okay, let's work on getting stronger than that. They're on the assisted pull-up machine. It's it, There's no right or wrong way. It's, strength is completely yeah. subjective to them on what they want to get stronger at. It hasn't got to be a bench press. hasn't got to be a squat. hasn't got to be a, a deadlift. But um, yeah, like it's just finding what is it you want to get stronger at. In that situation, like strength or weight loss, I think there, there does need to be a case for a clear-cut goal. But if we look at maybe the other side of it, Tom, of people who maybe just want to improve their health, like overall health markets, et cetera, may, if they just uh, want to go to the gym and they want to get involved with the gym classes two to three times a week, they want to do a spinning class yeah. Monday, a yoga flow on Wednesday, they want to do, I don't know, legs, bums and tums, whatever on Friday – there's no clear goal there. They're just kind of doing random classes three times a week. That's completely fine as well. Don't I'm feel like someone said to you, oh, but you, oh, come on, you must know what you want to do. Like, like, yeah, because that that's just part of the social part of it. You're still going to get some benefit from doing that. You don't have to have some elite goal of, I want to be a legs, bums and tums world record holder. It's um, <laughs> Is that even a fin? <laughs> it sounds like it could be a fin. We should do it. I don't know, totally mate. Do I just want to make... I feel like I'm having a proper go at these classes now, um, but I, I've got nothing wrong with legs, bums, and tums. It's just it does make me laugh that 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 title. <laughs> Listen, if it, Joe, you know funny as well is when I do, particularly at my gym, whenever there's like a, I call it a, a BLT class. Don't ask why, because on the on the system it comes up as LBT, legs, bums, tum, but everyone calls it a BLT. But yeah, um, very rarely do I actually see any kind of like movements that mainly involve the legs. Or the glutes, it's just always fucking abs. But I know that's just my gym specifically. Small rant there. But um, if we talk about like health, I mean, we can quantify that a little bit here. We can make something more applicable. We can say, well, just as long as you're doing two times a week. You know, the World Health Organization recommends as long as you're doing uh, resistance training twice a week, then happy days. But saying that, if you can't make it twice a week, as some of my clients can't, some can only do once a week, something is better than nothing. But two times a week is a good place yeah, to start. Exactly that. But yeah, once again, like there's no like ma- magic thing you have to do here. There's no magic bullet. The thing is, I want people to do what keeps com- making them come back to the gym. So I'm not going to make. I'm not going to say, look, this movement is the most optimal for strength, or this is the this is the lift where most people are going to pull their heaviest and stuff like that. It's a simple case of, do you like doing that exercise? Do you feel satisfaction when you do it or when it goes up in weight? Okay, cool. Is it something where you look forward to coming to the gym and doing it? Wicked, then that's your lift. I don't care if it's a bicep curl, something as stupid and simple as that. It's not stupid, but, you know, when we talk about strength, no one thinks of a bicep curl, do they? But, you know, I'm a, I would rather prioritise multi-joint movements, but, you know, if it's what keeps them coming to the gym, I'm, I'm happy with that. If I can encourage them to do some extra bits, great. But the main focus is to try and get them coming in because we're looking at it from a health perspective rather than like an actual performance perspective. We're looking for health outcomes rather than performance. But um, who's to say that won't lead on to other things down the line? So I've had people who have come in for health benefits and after a while, it leads to a performance goal. They're like, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I want to get onto these colour plates for my deadlift. That's, that's my goal. Wicked. Brilliant. We've now changed the goalpost, but I'm happy with that because now they've got other reasons to be coming to the gym. Other things to spur and motivate them on. It also builds their self-efficacy. And we speak of those people, Tom, so the ones that say they've jumped, they've gone from that um, sort of just doing a couple of times, whatever, and they've now gone to a bit more specific, want to do deadlift, whatever. Advice you give to those people. So once you've now got your specific goal, maybe a clear-cut goal at the start there, some things I want you to think about going forward is managing expectations. This is the huge one because yeah. I've had this recently, actually, about hearing, I've overheard some conversations um, about people saying they think they've plateaued. 
um, and you know, I'm not going to get involved in. I'm not going to get involved. But the problem is, I know for a fact certain people would not have plateaued because there's there are multiple reasons which we might go into later. But the reason I think that they think they have is they're unhappy with where they are. They're they're they're, they're not managing their expectations. They may be expecting the process to be a little bit quicker than it should have been. Yeah. Um, expecting to be able to grow in certain ways without doing other things. And I think that's the important thing is when you start this journey, manage your expectations because it does take a long time to see big results. You do get those little initial, you do get an initial buzz. Like as we spoke about newbie gains is that classic cliche saying that does happen. But after that, people tend to dip off a bit. And that's where you need to really manage your expectations and look and be like, okay, the initial buzz I got at the start is not going to last for years and years and years. I'm not going to grow at this exponential rate for five years in the gym. So mm. if you can manage those expectations, you'll be a little bit less stressed and less demotivated when those times come, when you only put five kilos on your deadlift after six months, <laughs> you know, you won't feel as bad. Yeah. People plateauing, it's multi-factor. It could be many reasons. Um, but it is one of those things where like when we make those initial newbie gains, etc., and things start to slow down a bit. I mean, me personally, I'm just happy to hold on to what I've got and not lose it. Uh, I mean, I, I was listening to the Barbell Medicine podcast earlier on, actually, and Austin Brackey said something where he was like, look, he doesn't expect to PR every week, but, you know, every now and again, the stars might all align, and great, oh, it feels like he can PR on that day, sweet. But it's like, you know, sometimes we're happy to just kind of have our baseline up. We're happy to gain, like, a baseline of strength. Yeah. But for newbies, the main thing is just that, that expectation of, like, look, things aren't always linear, Strength isn't always going to go up. Weight loss isn't always going to go down. It fluctuates. But what matters is, is that we're learning from it and getting better each time. I mean, I'm kind of going off the rails with this a little bit, but when we kind of look at behavior change, like uh, I'm putting this in kind of like a weight loss perspective here where people are trying to change their eating habits or if they're trying to stop smoking as well, they're expected to relapse. And the thing is, you, you need to understand that you're going to relapse as well. It's not be, me being a dick and like putting you down. It's saying, look, at one some point, you'll probably relapse. But the whole point of me telling you that is that we can prepare you for it so that when you do relapse, we can assess why it's happened and we can prepare for the next time. It's like, look, sometimes if you lose a battle, you don't just like accept defeat yourself. I've lost this battle. What can I do next time to make sure I win? Do you, do you see what I mean? Someone's been playing too much Total War. Fucking hell. <laughs> I've been a little bit, yeah. I've been playing the Warhammer one. I've been smashing it out. And as you can tell, I've been, I've been relapsing oh, the, a lot. Oh, you played the new one? That. Is that the new one, number three? Immortal Ember. Yeah, mate. I've been banning it out for ages. I'm, a, I'm nerdy <laughs> as fuck. But yeah, like, um, what the fuck was I saying? That's it. Uh, but, but yeah, you got to kind of understand that, oh, it's not quite a relapse, but eventually things are going to slow down with your progress or you might one day miss a day at the gym. At first, you've got that honeymoon period where you're constantly going to the gym. It's great. Oh, shit, I wasn't able to make it this week. Oh, fuck, I've fallen off the wagon. No, it's like, look, you've only missed a week. Just just do what you can. Crack back. Get back into the game. Really important point there, Tom. Moves on to my next point, actually. You said there about, oh, it's okay for missed a couple of days because a really important point moving on from managing expectations is enabling consistency. So we'll talk yeah. about this whole thing of starting small, building gradually, avoiding too much too soon. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is consistency over intensity and what i mean that by that is is trying to avoid that habit of oh i missed a gym last couple of days because i was a bit sore uh, from monday what i'll do is i'll absolutely smash and blitz today to make up for it and the problem with that is is you're getting into a habit of having no real consistency yeah. going in very sporadically but when you do go in you're absolutely destroying yourself to make up for it you're better off as i said consistency over intensity hitting certain days you know you can hit 
every week or whatever, however long you can go and hitting the sessions with um, a more calculated approach, you know, because that avoids doing too much too soon. Because if you are going in and blitzing yourself every couple of you know weeks or whatever, you, you do run that risk. And um, we spoke about before, doing too much too soon comes with its own problems, um, which is not de- not desirable when you're first starting out. Yeah, um, there's a, another bit of applicable advice we could give to beginners there as well, and that is to manage your expectations with how much you should be doing uh, when you uh, first yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah. You, you'll go up to a PT and a PT might say to you, oh, yeah, you need to do four sets of this or five sets of this. It's like, well, actually, since you're new and you're going to be very susceptible to fatigue and DOMS, just continue the process or start the process for now just by going into the gym and just doing a couple of sets on a few things. Don't start going high intensity or adding loads of sets. You, you'll you'll pay for it otherwise. You know, it becomes very hard to recover from before you know it. You're dreading going back to the gym or you can't go back to the gym because you're too sore. You need to take it gradual at first and ease yourself into it. Just start small, build gradually. It might... Might be, you might be a bit disappointed to hear that because I know you want to get in there and start fucking jumping around, yeah. throwing barbells around, you know, launching dumbbells in the air. But unfortunately, it just does it. It's not worth it. You might get away with it for a little bit, especially if you're young, because a lot of young, yeah. younger people who go to gym get away with it a little bit more. But when you get older and you try doing that, um, as Tom will probably say in a second, <laughs> it, it makes it a little bit more problematic. All right. So just, yeah, take yeah. it easy, start small, and you'll be better off for it. I'm yeah, feeling long it in my knees just talking about it. I mean, as I said, like, I wasn't joking earlier <laughs> when I said, like, I'm actually taking my, my nephew to the gym on Saturday and the thing is he's never really done it before he's done sports before but he's never done like any kind of like proper weightlifting before but the thing is I know he's really wanting to get into it he wants to because all his mates are doing it as well but I'm going in there with the full intention of holding him back a little bit and not letting him go too crazy mm. now I'll explain to him why as well and hopefully that'll sink in but yeah particularly amongst the youngsters you kind of want you know Oh, I bet you can't press this much or, oh, let's do it. Let's come on, let's max out and all that. And you know what? I'm 34 years old and I'm terrible for overshooting RPE because I'm young at heart and I always pay for it the next day. I've done it today and I know that I'm, I'm supposed to be doing upper body tomorrow and I know that I'm going to be absolutely fucked. I'm my own worst enemy. But yeah, take it from me, guys. Gradually ease yourself into it. It's always better to underdose it than overdose it because if you underdose yourself... What can you do for that? Okay, cool. I'll just, next time I come in, I'll just gradually add a little bit more if my body's responding well to it. Or you don't feel anything's happening, but you're not feeling sore, you're not feeling fatigued, and you're not seeing any changes. Okay, up the weight. But if, up the weight or up the volume. But if you suddenly go in straight away and do German volume training, 10 sets of 10, it is a fucking hard lesson to learn because you're going to be absolutely knackered and fatigued and you're not actually going to get anything out of it because you're you're not going to be able to recover and adapt to that amount of stress. It's too much. You haven't got the resources to deal with that amount of stress or volume or intensity. Funny you say that because speaking to a, 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 well, a former client now, I should say, someone who's a bit older um, and we had a discussion. Basically, they decided they wanted to step away from the online coaching we were doing together. Um, and I completely understood it. They are, they're, they're a bit older. Um, and essentially what happened was is they started off working with me to get a bit more competitive in the gym environment which is fine we you know we've put some really good things in place which I think they're going to take forward they were really happy with the, the stuff they've learned which is important because that's a really important thing is whenever if you ever work with PT if you come out the way of it and you've not learned anything they've not done their job very well in my opinion so that was really good to hear but the problem was a few other things have started to creep back into their life they've realized look I've got a lot of stuff on my plate now. Um, I'm probably doing way too much. And you get to a certain age where, unfortunately, a lot of stress 
it has more impact when you're older. There's a lot more responsibilities, a lot yeah. more life responsibilities. Your body can't perhaps recover as well as it used to. Um, so they decided to take a step away. And that was a perfect example there of <laughs> manage your expectations. Um, and sometimes it's okay to step away from things. It's okay to stop doing things. As much as it might be awkward, it might feel, you know, oh, do I really want to? Just yeah. take the decision, step away. I mean, uh, just as a quick one, just to plug ourselves here, Bill, as online coaches, this is another reason why it can be handy to have a PT or an online coach that actually tracks your progression. And sometimes it is hard to have someone to notice the patterns and the signs of when you're overshooting and to reel you back in. I mean, me, yeah, I yeah. program myself for RPE6 this week. And I've done that on purpose because I know I keep overshooting. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow. But yeah, you do need to manage your expectations and realize that it's not it's a journey and it's not a rush. You know, it's easy to go slow and pick up the pace if you need to, then overshoot it and then gash yourself out. You know, mile and a half, remember the old uh, mile and a half run bill in the army? The guys <laughs> yeah. that would absolutely, the first, first 30 seconds, absolutely. in the first 30 seconds, yeah, yeah. absolutely gas themselves. <laughs> Sprint. And, and, then, and then they're coming in last place. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you take off at a steady pace and if you need to increase, you've got the resources that you can do that. And the same thing goes for the gym. It's better to start off small and gradually increase if you need to or you feel you can rather than just going in headlong and then going man down for a week and a half because you've got the worst fucking doms ever. And also susceptible to injury. The more you fatigue yourself, the more susceptible to injury, illness. Yeah, just, just don't do it. Remember, the whole idea is we want you to be building consistency, as you said earlier, Bill. Um, following on from that previous point I made there, um, I do now have one slot available for online coaching. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, if you want it, um, send me a message because um, I'm not sure how long it'll be there for. But yeah, um, it's your lucky day is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I have 10 and a half slots. What do, you mean, 10, what do you mean 10 and a half slots? I don't know. I just felt like the right thing to say at the time. That's a lot of slots, mate. That sounds like I feel like the quality <laughs> of service is going to dip there. That, ten, that sounds like, you know, when you get that Instagram coach that says, oh, I've only got two slots available and it's like you look at their diary and it's empty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That old chestnut. It's like when you, it's <laughs> yeah, like when you say, uh, you know, that. oh, my services are £99.99. £99. Ooh. <laughs> that old selling markup. Yeah, so I've got this bit of marketing warfare there, anyway. We'll move on to the next part. So we're now going to go in. You've managed your expectations. You've decided. You've set up a nice bit of groundwork to enable consistency. Um, you know, you've got your gyms and stuff. So what should you actually be doing? Should you be following a plan? Should you go over a free plan? Should you go for a paid one? Um, you know, we're going to look. We're going to we're going to unpack all that in this section now. I think what I'll start by saying first, though, is something I echoed earlier is obviously when you start, what you should actually be doing. You should be starting small. And before you're adding to your training, because it gets very easy to start adding when you feel, when you start, you're quite fresh. Um, think to yourself, have I got recovery in place? Am I recovering optimally from my current training load? So if you just decide to start doing in them first few months, think to yourself, are you recovering well enough from that stuff? If you're fine and you're always sore, you're always tired, you're always feeling like flustered, all these, all, the, all those words, you're probably not recovering well enough from yeah. the current training load. So it's probably not wise to add more. So you probably need to look, take a step back and go, oh, actually, I should probably sleep yeah. a bit more. I should probably eat some more food. I'm probably not eating enough. Um, before you start adding more it's very easy to do you've probably seen it Tom people get excited and go oh, oh you know what God, yeah. I'll, I'll add some more sets I'll add another day or you know I'm going to go do this I'm going to go do another sport and it's just, it becomes a bit chaos I'm, I'm not the only one that's guilty of overshooting 
on things like RP, etc. I've had clients yeah. that have done it as well. And they've said to me, like, oh, I'm in an absolute state or performance has actually gone down because they can't recover enough and I have to give them the old chat. So, yeah, it, we've all been there. We've all been there. But we live we live and we learn. Yeah. Oh, but you've, you fucking had me there. I thought you were going to say we live in the, you know, the obvious, but you, I felt like you pulled back. Ah, uh, new series, new me, Bill. Can't say <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of new ones no now, new catchphrases. We're not saying that line anymore. There you well, go. New series, so, new I mean, me. If you know, you know. You probably know what we were going to say but we're not going to say it because we're not doing it in this series. We're not going to say it once. In this entire series, Tom, I think we should try not to say New that. New series, who dis? Who dis? I'm going to force that onto you until it's a shirt. <laughs> Sorry, mate. As he blows his smoke, fucking smag the dragon over there. Mm. Fuck it, hell. <laughs> I was saying that House of Dragons on now, isn't it? What a series so far. I've not seen Absolutely it. loving it Based so on far. true story. Oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. Not Dad yet. joke. He has two kids and he starts fucking pulling those out the fucking... <laughs> I have got my smoking trousers on, to be fair. <laughs> smoking? Oh, fucking look my at those. trousers. Are they yeah. PJ bottoms? Yeah. Checkered. <laughs> fucking hell. Some God. kind of fake Burberry. I'd love to see what you'd wear. If we started doing these podcasts in person, I'd love to see what you turn up with then. Exactly what I'm wearing now. It's comfy. <laughs> love it. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you'd do. Exactly, mate. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Crocs and socks. Um, speaking of... Um, Speaking of that, Tom, avoid chasing perfection. You know, nobody's perfect. Um, but but what I mean by that is, is as I said, yeah, you're not adding anymore. But by avoid chasing perfection is a lot. There's this thing you'll see. What we spoke about before is I'll just read out a quote, kind of something I've seen before. Is I can't add any more weight to my back squat because I've got a 0. 0.05 degree hip shift. Oh um, shit! Yeah, that's a this. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is a classic thing of people don't want to progress because they're chasing perfection and they feel like they're never good enough. Okay, uh, and this leads to demotivation in themselves and they get scared of movement and. Um, yeah, I'm really glad you brought this up because this is absolutely huge. Uh, particularly from like a lot of my first time clients that have come up to me have said like, well, when I've said like, how come you want a personal trainer? Most times they say, I just want to know that I'm doing things right. I'm not going to hurt myself and that my form is correct and et cetera, et cetera. Now, the thing is, first of all, we've already spoken about not doing too much too soon. Let's put that into the perspective of load management here uh, or weight, external load. So what I mean by that is if you want to learn how to do a barbell squat, that's absolutely fine. But start off with just a barbell if you're learning. You can always add weight later on, but don't be doing it so that it's ridiculous. You should feel some form of resistance, yeah, but don't go crazy with the weight where it's like an absolute grind to the point where you feel like you're, you're, you, you finish each set with no more in a tank. Don't do that. But you can train with just an empty barbell or some light plates on. You can still put plates on if you know that you're not going to be training with like a high amount of intensity at first. But one thing I want to nail into people's heads here is it's okay to be shit at first. It's the only way you're going to learn. Of course, you're going to be shit. You know, some people might take to certain movements like a duck to water. I've had someone that had never done weight training before. Um, well, not properly anyway. And I started teaching them deadlift and they were just like a duck to water. They're fucking brilliant at it. Like I barely had to give them any kind of technique or you know, form tweaks, they just went straight into it and they was doing everything really efficiently. But you're even if you're a bit wonky and everything's out of, let's say, alignment and you're all over the place, you're not working with a heavy enough load that's going to inherently damage you. But the human brain has this awesome way of memorising patterns and building pathways to automatically make you more efficient at it. And especially with a couple of technique cues as well from like a trainer or following certain people's advice on YouTube. There are people out there. Uh, Untamed Strength, Alan Frowers. Cheers, Tom. Thanks for that shout out, mate. Appreciate oh, yeah, it. and Bill's as well, Bill. Thanks, but there are some good people out there where you can kind of get their cues on YouTube. 
But yeah, you, it's fine to be shit at first. It's not inherently dangerous, you know, and you can just improve over time. As long as you're not using a weight that you're not going to injure yourself on, go for it. And just to add on to that as well, there's something I keep on seeing online and I've heard it from past colleagues as well, and that is, oh, you have to earn the right before doing certain exercises. What I mean by that is they say, oh, before doing a deadlift or a squat, you have to first be able to do a plank for 60 seconds or a goblet squat. Or you have to, before you can bench press, you have to be able to do 10 push-ups first. Um, That's absolutely bollocks. That is absolute bollocks. You can be fresh off the street, never stepped into a gym before, and I could have you bench pressing, barbell squatting. I could have you doing deficit deadlifts if I wanted to for whatever reason. I could have you doing all kinds of um, stuff. If you want to do a particular movement, do it. That's that's fine. As long as you're not using a, a crazy heavy amount of weight that you can't control it, do it. You haven't got to earn the right for anything. It's a completely different movement. A push-up is not going to directly transfer to a bench press and how the fuck a plank is supposed to directly transfer over to a barbell squat is beyond me i don't know what goes with people's minds actually no i do have i can have a guess because it's basically the nasm test all over again yeah you have to earn the right now to be fair um a lot of like pt courses kind of promote this idea that you have to progress from the very lowest as a default there might be someone who might just not be able to get squatting at first and it's like okay i might get him doing something like a box squat a bodyweight box squat where you just sit down to a chair and get back up. Okay, cool. But at the same time, I might get a completely different person who might be able to squat 60 kilos on their first day with absolute ease. Everyone's different. You don't have to earn the right. Just turn up and do the movement at a sensible yeah, load. Exactly. The next question I suppose we should ask Tom, and this is where I think you and me have, we do things differently just because of the inherent nature of the stuff we do. But when you're starting out, should you go with a friend or should you go with alone? Is there one that's better or the other? Now, um, I'll probably start off the way I do things. So the way I normally train is, before, I, had a, I had a garage gym uh, not too long ago, so I would train alone sometimes. But normally the way I prefer to train, um, not all the time, as we'll come on to, because I know this is why Tom likes to This is to where the home. term Billy No Mates comes from. <laughs> Billy No, fuck off. <laughs> but this is, I, like the, the, I like the social aspect, because I do CrossFit, so I like the social aspect of getting into a class, everyone doing the same workout, everyone throwing down, you know, throwing some weights around, having a bit of fun with it. And I feel like that motivates me sometimes. The issue I have, and this is why I know Tom trains alone, is... I can't do it all the time because I am a bit of it competitive. I do like to send it as people in my gym, uh, you know, we like to joke about. Um, and if I'm with people and I'm doing that all the time, I am potentially overreaching, doing too much than I probably should be. Um, and that's where my risk of injury will increase or I'm just going to be constantly fucked and knackered all the time. So sometimes I like to train alone where there's no external you know, motivational push from other athletes in the gym and I can go at my own pace. And I know, Tom, that's kind of, <laughs> I know you like to train on your own, don't you, when you uh for that reason yeah um i do like to train on my own however it can be fun and it can be motivating depending on what you're doing so this is where things like crossfit etc mm. it is nice to have things like partner workouts and stuff that is inherently crossfit and it can be motivating but i think it depends on the individual you're training with if you've got someone that kind of understands mm-hmm. load management isn't just there to chase the, the pr etc i've trained with some people who have been really motivating and understanding they've actually been the ones to say look oh, you should probably reduce the load so you can hit your RPE. That's been cool. But I've also trained with people who are just like slapping weights on and going, oh, is that all? Is that all? You know, and they're not even joking. They're being serious. Or I've trained with someone who, he was like some little Psalm Goblin, Roider, Hypertrophy, whatever. (laughs) Psalm Goblin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was like, oh, you easily had one more left in you, dare. 
bearing in mind this was already like an RP9. It's like, I'm not trained to fail. I'm not a fucking bodybuilder. I'm doing something different. Um, but at the same time, you can have you can have good training partners, bad training partners. It completely depends on you and your preference. I mean, you might like the social support. And you know what? Having social support can actually keep you coming to the gym, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are some training partners where it just becomes one big fuck about we have a mutual friend who I used to go to the gym with quite yeah, often. Yeah. And Joe, you know what? We had yeah, I know. I awesome. Was thinking, I literally be thinking of him every yeah, time. We, yeah, we had so much fun and it was awesome. We did make gains out of it, but like it just became one big boys club where we was purposely trying to sabotage each other by trying to make each other laugh. Uh, at one point, I nearly <laughs> killed him because yeah, I yeah. offloaded the bar during the bench press and I didn't notice. Um, at one point, this is a bit of a sore subject, but... Uh, he dropped the bar on his chest and for whatever reason, I had like a brain freeze and I didn't spot him. I just stood there looking down at him as he was slowly <laughs> like, dying. He you, just you, looked at him? Yeah. It's a mutual friend of ours, oh. so you'd have to ask him about it. Um, or I'll put it in the group chat afterwards and yeah, stir yeah, that we'll pot to, up yeah. again. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where if you train a very specific way and you know your limits, etc., and you're trying to be sensible, then yeah, it might be more beneficial doing it by yourself. Plus, I like to have my headphones in and just zone out. And I don't like the idea of like constantly being distracted. Yeah, I think I think if you're new, the issue that I said earlier, there's there's an Im- intimidation factor sometimes when it's new. So I feel like if you go for a friend initially, that can help yeah. you build a bit of confidence to go into the gym. But as Tom said, if you continue to go with that person, if they're like your good friend, it can get a bit distracted, if I'm being honest, because you start talking during your rest period, yeah. you end up resting far too long, which means you're not really training to the right intensity for the uh, specific stimulus required. So you end up not really getting as much out of the gym as you should. I mean, if you're there for the social reasons, yeah, great. Yeah. But if you are there for a strength goal and you're resting for 45 minutes between sets because you're having a chin wag, then <laughs> it's a bit, yeah. of a bit of an issue there. So you need to... If we was to summarise that, like if you was going for the social aspect, fair enough. If you was going for a very specific goal, whether it be strength outcomes or, you know, uh, health outcomes or hypertrophy or whatever it was that you've taken an interest into, you know, it can be helpful to have a social support group. You know, it can be. But remember that the goal is always that you are training for yourself. That's not me just giving like a really shitty quote there. That's me just basically saying that you need to make sure that the focus is on you and not the social aspect. Like it might get some disagreements. I also mentioned about following a plan, free or paid. Now, regardless if you choose free or paid, because there are some good free ones, uh, but if I'm being like, the, the issue with free is we spoke before, if you buy something, you're more likely to stick with it because you've paid for it. You've actually, it's actually cost you something to use as a free one. There's no real uh, accountability to yourself there. Like if you don't do it, nothing's going to change. Where if you've bought something and you don't do it, you, you're out of pocket essentially. But the important thing, regardless if it's free or paid, my advice would be finding the right program, something that aligns with what you want to do and sticking with it for a suitable duration so what i'm saying is don't program hop a lot of people will jump onto a program do it for like a month go oh, a bit bored now jump to another one a oh, month bit bored now the problem is you're not going to see results because you're not allowing the because we said it takes time to get results and if you're not allowing the the plan of the program to actually unfold you're just essentially bouncing around and doing all sorts and you're going to be probably not very happy with the rate of progress. I don't know if you've seen those sort of people, Tom, who just sort of bounce around on a oh god, have <laughs> do all I? sorts. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do. I do know program hoppers. They're called. I do know my fair share of program hoppers. But it's one of those things where, look, if you want to go to gym just to go through the motions and just do that resistance training twice a week, or even once a week, yeah, happy days, crack on. But if you are goal orientated or you know you have decided to go over program, you are actually going to have to stick with it. Bless me. Sorry. Yeah. 
One sec, mate. Yeah, because... Oh, bless me. Excuse me. <laughs> <For the moment's laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Yeah, you're, you're right. Because when people design a program, like Tom, you and me, we've designed our fair share of programs, it's designed to be a complete package. Like if you design a 12-week block, that is meant to be done. The, the, the idea of it is that you are supposed to do the whole 12 weeks. It's designed to be a 12-week thing. If you only do three weeks, you've not finished it. So you're not going to see the end result. It takes time for nature to do its thing and for your body to adapt, you know. So you can't just... Ex- but at the same time, I do understand that some people might get bored of their exercise selection if that's the case. And I'd say that's a, the program's issue. Like it, the program isn't designed for you. It might not necessarily be a bad program, but maybe you've got a short attention span. Maybe you need to go into something else. And this is where... Something a bit a bit jazzy. <laughs> as you something said, a never... bit jazzy, yeah. <laughs> <Sort> of... <laughs> but no, 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 do you know what I mean? Like... If if this with a lot of like free online programs, some of them are really good, but there is less customization there, and they're not customized to you as an individual either. Um, another issue I have with a lot of online programs, and particularly things like Trainerize, etc., and like these, you know, my PT hub, you get these platforms for personal trainers to give out programs to their clients. There's not a lot of options for auto regulation. So what I mean by that is there isn't always a clear-cut way to kind of measure RPE, etc. I mean, some people have told me that they there are ways to do it, but if there is, I, I haven't seen it or I wasn't able to utilise it. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's why when I do my programmes, I'm Google Sheets because everything is customised. I'm not limited to a certain system and what I can input there. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Um, I think a good point I'll say there is like with the... Um the customization of it is that's the benefit i suppose to paying for and work of a pt because as tom said if you get bored of a bit of programming you could just when you have your checking you, you your coach you could just say to him look i'm finding this a bit boring and it's then their job to still keep you on track to get that adaptation taking place but if, if it's a good trainer they will know how to change things but still get you on the same goal so they'll be like oh, okay do you know don't what? like these movements i'll change it a little bit i mean this is once again like, this is moving away from like beginners to the gym but let's just say like a if you was a bit more experienced in the gym and you had a very specific goal, which you, you need a specific objective to do, then a good coach might even actually say to you... Kayak. <laughs> yeah, get on the kayak. No, an actual coach, a good coach might actually say to you, well, no, we don't want to stray away from this goal. And they might actually reel you in a little bit. That's another benefit. So I feel like all I'm doing is plugging us today, Bill. That's another benefit of an online coach is an online coach is actually not giving in to your demands and saying, look, you've asked me for this. This is the best way to get you to your goal. Or well, it isn't going to be for everyone. Obviously, if that was like an athlete or something, if if I have someone that's joining the army, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to be a bit more of a dictator and say, no, 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 you need to get to these standards, so you need to do this. I'm not going to have you doing bicep curls. You don't like doing sprints? Tough shit, I'm afraid. Guess what you're going to be doing in the army? <laughs> Do you see what I mean? But if it's just like a general... You're not wearing boots. You, phew, I know. Yeah. You go do your field work and your trainers, yeah, and your Crocs, your tactical Crocs. But yeah, yeah I mean... Tactical um, Crocs, yeah. But if you, are new to, if you are new to gym, you know, and you don't have a very specific goal, but you do want to do some form of resistance training, you're getting bored, then yeah, a, a good coach will also say, okay, since you, since you haven't got a very ultra-specific goal, maybe we could change it up these ways. It hasn't always got to be exercise either. Sometimes it could be the training system. I've introduced people to myo reps, emoms, all kinds of mad shit. You know, you might get, this is another thing as well. A lot of online programs are very, it's just straightforward sets and reps. But I have a client who is very short for time. So their programming is specifically designed for getting in the effective dose at the gym, but getting them in and out as quick as possible. 
So me, I can program things like supersets in. And yeah, once again, myo reps, drop sets. Yeah, yeah, sure. Knowing when to keep the fatigue low because I know that they're going to be doing a lot of stuff back to back and when to up it because I know they're going to get more days to recover. You know, this is where online or personal coaching, you know, is highly beneficial compared to just getting one online. But there are some good places to get some free programs. Uh, Liftvault.com is one of them. But it is very, yeah, bare basic stuff. Okay, Tom, we'll move on to the final part of the show. We're going to do a bit of a poll discussion. So we did ask uh, you guys, the one, those of you anyway who follow us on our, follow our podcast Instagram, uh, a couple of questions. Uh, and we're going to basically just go through these and kind of see what you thought. There's a, there's a couple of good ones, actually. Um, so the first thing we asked was, what is the hardest thing about starting the gym? Uh, so May I just clarify, I did answer your poll, but I misheard the question. I thought you said, what is the hardest in the gym? Which is when I said me. Yeah, you put me, didn't you? I saw that. I was like, I am well on. Yeah, I was like, fucking, here we go. Another dad joke. Another dad joke. But then again, I don't know. It it could be taken two ways. When I said, I'm the hardest in the gym, what way do I mean that? It's a very exciting place to be. Oh, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Calm yourself. Calm yourself. Getting too excited (laughs) earlier. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm the hardest in the gym. I'm the most erect in the gym. <laughs> Jesus. All that blood flow. <laughs> I think people got it, mate. <laughs> oh, that blood flow. All those okay. gorilla peptides. <laughs> So apart from uh, apart from Tom's fucking massive cock, um, <laughs> the hardest things about starting. Now that is a sound clip I'm going to keep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said it, not me. Right. Okay. So hardest thing about the start of the gym. Number one, um, we have we have touched on a few of these points, but we'll just sort of go over them and I'll sort of recap there. So the first one, making a fool of yourself, not knowing how to use the equipment. So as Tom said. The PTs are there to help. If, you, if you're if you worried about how to use equipment, please don't be afraid to go and ask one of the trainers because as Tom said, they'd rather be look like they're talking to a client yeah. than doing nothing on the gym floor. Yeah. It makes them look better as well. So just ask, how do I use this bit of equipment? Honest to God, like uh, one of the biggest comments we kept on getting at our gym from members, um, we, got ne- we got nearly close towards 4,000 members. So we're quite a small gym in hindsight. But one of the major things we kept getting comments on was... Uh, oh, I'd like to be shown how to use the equipment or I want to know I'm using machines right. But it's one of those things where you need to come up and ask the staff. You need to actually ask them. And honest to God, you're not troubling them. You're not bothering them. Ask the staff that are on shift at the gym how to use machines. They'll be more than happy to show you. And chances are that if they are a PT on shift, you know they probably think they're going to get a client out of it. So they're even more inclined to help you. But another thing as well is like, look, the vast majority of people that are in the gym don't care what you're doing. They, you know, they're, they're not looking at you. But it would be a lie if I said that there aren't going to be some of those arseholes out there that are making fun. Um, those people just are not worth worrying about. They're scumbags. The people that are more worried about what others are doing in the gym aren't worth worrying about, honest to God. But listen, we was all new. We was all new at some point. The thing is, if I wanted to, the kind of people that stand around the gym and take the piss out of others and form shame or shame certain modalities of exercise, etc. If I really wanted to, I bet if I watched them long enough, I could pick apart their training. But I'm not going to because I simply do not care. But even, Bill, do you remember when you first started out? I I, I used to be really worried about the things I was doing. And yeah, my, yeah. my deadlift Mate, used to be I watched, absolutely awful. I watched awful. some of the stuff I was doing. I was awful. But we, we live and we learn and we slowly get better at doing it. The only way we're going to get good at doing something 
is by starting it. I weren't the best driver at first. I am now. But when I first started, um, I crashed into loads of things. <laughs> Tom, do you remember we were in Reading that time and you drove through a fucking taxi rank and a bus depot in the same fucking day? Then you went back around and drove into the same bus depot and got three fines from Reading Council. <laughs> All in one day. <laughs> you got to admit, that was a strong effort. Oh, wasn't this on the same day? Hang on, hang on. And then wasn't this the same day that in the morning when oh, you're on the way to Reading, you went it? on the wrong side of the fucking A road? No, you went on the wrong side of the A road. You went into incoming traffic, but luckily the traffic lights were on, so there was no cars coming. But you were like, fuck, and I had to reverse back and go on the right side right. of the road. First of all, <laughs> as I that? said, we all start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> start, start, yeah, in a fucking and also, ditch, really. And also, I actually thought you was, was going to talk about when I reversed over to our mutual friend's neighbour's fence. Which I'm pretty oh, sure was God. on the same day. Well, I'm not sure. Was that the same day? I'm a lot day? better oh, now, though. It might have been. I keep on... Mate, I'm, it... I'm adapting. Adapting, yeah. And I hit Don't a squirrel. Don't through fucking bus depots. Oh, my God. That was a carnage day, mate. That was well. I think that was on the same wasn't that day when you had... as well. What a day. Wasn't that when you had the fucking... Didn't you have the Mercedes in that time as well? That was an RP10 day for driving, let's put it that way. <laughs> Gets given the yeah. Mercedes one day and he starts giving a fucking yeah. course it, of it, carnage. It, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I know. What am I like? <laughs> that was so Typical funny. Mercedes driver. <laughs> that was a good day. I enjoyed that. Very fun. Anyway, right, let's move on to the next uh, one. So, moving on. <laughs> moving swiftly. Moving, moving on to another hard, hardest thing about starting the gym. Uh, someone's put literally starting. Um, it's uncomfortable, exhausting, and time-consuming. A bit like BDSM, but you will enjoy it. Now, <laughs> I mean... Mm. That's subjective. <laughs> subject, of course, subjective. Uncomfortable, exhausting, time... I mean, time-consuming. Is BDSM time-consuming? I don't know. I've not dabbled in that world. Um, d- d- depends how much they're charging an hour. Oh, to be fair, mate, the, set- the setup's probably quite long, and they're getting all that latex on, getting the chains out, getting people tied up to ceilings. Oh, bloody hell, I know. God, like, getting into like leather chaps alone, like you've got yeah, to use- that, yeah. powder yourself into it, baby oil, whatever it is, the chains as well. It probably is quite, yeah, that's uncomfortable. It's t- it is time-consuming then, uh, exhausting. The thing is, when we, when we think the- about... When we think about BDSM and like sex dungeons and stuff like that, it's all very sexy until we think like how frustrating it must it be when they get like a kink in, no pun intended. Yeah, the admin, like a kink <laughs> in a chain or something. It's like, oh, oh God. God not, you know. Think about oh, the cleanup as well, mate. I'm like, tangled this now. There's all the buzz at the start. Everyone's obviously, everyone's like probably excited, you know, in the, in the mood and stuff. But then what happens when they finish? Because then they've got to get all that fucking, what if it's summer as well and it's sweaty? That latex is like stuck to the skin. They've got to try and get it off. You've got the fucking, also, the last, to pull two it off other and, things. Like cost of living, the amount it must spend on like WD forty because there's a lot of like metal involved, yeah, you yeah. know, like cages and you know studs, and that takes a lot of maintenance. And the lighting, the lighting you know, system, in, they've got those funky lights as well, and yeah, electric. Oh, look at the electricity. Well, what was we, what was we saying, Bill? Like a power cost now, yeah, fuel, electricity, up, gas, etc. You know, red lights, red lights are expensive, which reminds me, I should yeah, probably be you know saving right now. But um, you know, yeah, what the fuck was we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. We've got into a site. Cheers for that. Um, I'm going to give him. I'm going to call him out because he's, he's, he's he said this. Cheers for that, Sam. Uh, thanks for the uh, the BDSM sidetrack there. <laughs> yeah, now we know what they're up to. Appreciate it. Now we know to get up to you and your misses. Fucking hell, yeah, brilliant. Um, anyway, next one. Uh, we'll go. This is the last one we'll do for hardest things about starting the gym. Uh, this will be kind of spoke about at the end of the last segment. That was finding a program, knowing where to begin and what to do in what order. Um, as we said at the very start. Don't worry too much about all these little fine details. Just get in there and do it. Yeah. Get in there and have a little play with the stuff. But obviously, as you get more into it, it does get a bit... Finding a program is quite hard. But if you do go to find one, give it a chance. So stick with it for a bit. Yeah, don't just fucking ditch it straight away. 
and the program should guide the, the, the program will obviously once you've found one it will tell you where to begin and to do in what order if it doesn't then it's obviously a shit program but at first if you're a brand new beginner like this episode's aimed at don't worry too much about all that i mean it does depend on like what you enjoy once again and if you do have a you know a specific goal to get into if you don't then usually just looking for some form of strength program is a good enough place to start but if we had to break it down to a really simple template you could follow Oh, I say simple. Once again, it, it depends on like how many times a day you plan on training, etc. But something where if you plan on going to gym twice a week, you know, and you're having like a rest day in between those days as well, going to gym and do a movement where it be a machine, all three weights is completely up to you. Push something, pull something, squat something if you want to, you know, deadlift something, you know, uh, lunges, main movements basically, hinging and squatting, pushing, pulling, chain something, whip something chains whips strap-ons i don't know what else candle wax oh god mate you know Pagan. zapping your nipples with like an industrial vly zapper god but yeah uh, just it's finding something you enjoy finding something mm. you enjoy something that's going to make you say joe you know what i can't wait to go back and do this something that makes you feel fulfilled once the session's completed as well the workout even uh the next question we asked and this is we're getting some actual advice now so you're going to get some advice to yourself because you are the listeners who have said these in but we asked what advice would you give someone who is starting the gym Um, and this first one i actually really like it's really important this is to do with consistency really was be selfish and protect the time in your schedule to train sometimes saying no to others because we spoke about things like habits and stuff before if you start saying uh like if you start knocking the gym off or saying no to the gym because someone said oh do you want to come do this instead you then fall off that wagon fairly quickly so protect that time you set when you set your schedule to be consistent and you've gone okay i'm going to do monday and thursday every week protect that time and if people say you want to do stuff like be be ruthless with yourself and be like look no this is my time to train now this is what's important to me because it's very easy to start chinning it off here and there and before you know it you're just not going anymore and you're paying 20 pound a month for a gym membership you don't even fucking use um, which i'm sure there's plenty of those at many commercial gyms across the country if we talk about like a social circle where it's like your friends and stuff where it's like oh you know oh why are you doing that when you can come into the pub etc if it's that kind of aspect you know you don't have to justify yourself to anyone you don't have to justify yourself to anyone as to why you're going to the gym, prioritizing your health or taking on any other kind of goal or objective that you may have. But at the same time, if you do find yourself constantly going, oh, okay, etc., what you've got to ask yourself is, are you purposely self-sabotaging yourself and using your friends as an excuse to not go? Because I've known people like that where it's like they've said, oh, well, you know, so-and-so wanted me to come out of them. It's like, at the end of the day, the power is in your hands here. Once again, this comes down to relapse and kind of having to assess why things are happening and then making a preparation plan as to, you know, what can we do to make sure you are consistently going to the gym or training, etc. If it's something more personal, like family, uh, any day we do have other responsibilities. If you've got kids and yeah, sure. you know, or you've got a pregnant missus and she feels upset, you're constantly going to gym, etc. You know, it's a completely different story. If that's the case, this is where, I know it sounds a bit mushy, but you probably do need to kind of sit down and say, look, I want to go to the gym and this is why I want to go to the gym. This is what it's doing for me, both mentally and physically. I mean, uh, there, there are days I, I work in a gym, but I also go and train a, uh, train in a gym. You know, I'd had no clients today, but I went to the gym anyway to go and train myself. Um, I know sometimes my missus might get a bit lonely when I do stuff like that, but she fully understands because I've sat down and spoken to her. Look, I need to do this because this is what it does for me. 
you know, and it's because it makes me a strong, resilient dad for my children as well. Sometimes you need to sit down, have an honest conversation, explain to them, and you're not trying to argue with them. Well, no, I want to go to gym because X, Y, Z. No, you're actually explaining to them. You're trying to help them understand what it does for you. And you never know, it might also have that knock-on effect where they actually go, hmm, I fancy a bit of that. And there you go, you've now got a training partner to drop the barbell on your head. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I've noticed that my, my office is slowly becoming the red light district. Yeah, mate, your, your, your office is becoming a BDSM dungeon as we speak. <laughs> wait wait, wait like... till I get a bit of vaping here, hang on. Oh, God, we get a smoke Oh, there we go, very sultry. <laughs> some candles very next sultry. one. <laughs> summon the devil. <laughs> no, summon the sultry goose, mate. Throwback. <laughs> 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 summon the sultry BDSM goose God, you oh that, yes you? oh mate okay. I, I, I bet I would I need to photoshop that now get that get that goose back out have you still got the picture have I ever yeah we could photoshop a gimp mask onto her <laughs> a gimp mask mate if you, I think there's going to be people listening that have no idea what this is about but trust me if you've not heard about the sultry goose yeah. go back and listen to every other episode it'll appear, it'll appear a few times yeah the gimp goose <laughs> the gimp goose <laughs> that would have been a oh, great God. alternate uh, scene to Pulp Fiction Bring out the yeah. goose. <laughs> Bring out the goose. <laughs> little waddle, little waddle out, little mask and a whip. <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> that could be our next Netflix idea, Bill. We remake famous uh, movie scenes, but with just geese. <laughs> with geese, like what? So we've got but only Pop attractive fiction. geese. Uh... <laughs> what else could we do? Uh... Uh, the, the Bill Pullman's speech in Independence Day, but it's a ge- goose. It's a goose. I think gladiator, gladiator speech would be good, wouldn't it? Oh, God, the gladiator speech. Yeah. Are you into <laughs> playing? Sword. It throws a loaf of yeah. bread into the crowd. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Little baguette, little French stick. Yep. Um, Cape Fear, the bit where Robert De Niro's hiding underneath the car, it could be a goose. Oh, pred- Predator, but the Predator's a goose. <laughs> predator, but it's a goose. <laughs> <laughs> imagine getting cha- Arnold Schwarzenegger getting chased gonna- by a goose. <laughs> <laughs> if it bleeds we can kill it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh fucking hell right let's crack on right alien on, right, okay. <laughs> oh god right so the next point is pretty much uh, the same as the first about protecting your time there it's uh, make it part of your routine be consistent once it's part of a habit it's harder to break so yeah that's I mean you could look at things like habit stacking think of times you know that's why people like to train before or after work because if you're training before or after work it becomes part of your routine Go to gym, go to gym straight to straight to the office, or I finish the gym, go straight to the gym. Uh, finish at work, sorry, go straight to the gym. So try and find ways to put put it into your routine where it's not a ball lake. If it's hard for you to go to the gym, let's say you've got to drive thirty minutes away from, you know, anywhere else you'd normally go, that makes it a bit more difficult. If you can make it on the way to certain places or it's in and around certain areas, or it's it just find ways to make it convenient for you so that it's not uh, a nause to go. Yeah. Another particular word I'd like to use just on top of that, so you say convenient, I'd also like to say you're almost making it effortless. So what I mean by that is it's the way you've programmed the gym into your life, It's it hasn't got to take a lot of willpower. So for example, if you find that it's really easiest to go to gym in the morning and then go to work, etc., let's just say you're one of those where you get a good night's sleep, you go to bed early, etc. You're always like an early riser. You're, you're a morning person, you have your coffee, you can go to the gym, no problem, and go to work, and boom, that's your day. Fair enough, crack on. But if you're one of those people where you always say, I'm going to go to the gym after work, but you never do, and it's one of those things where once you finish work, you're exhausted, it's too much meth. It's too much motivation. It's too much effort. Mm. So this is where it comes down to the individual and what is easy for you. So I know some people that can easily finish work and come to the gym because for them... 
that is their their psychological need after work. It's like, oh, I need to go to the gym after work and just, you know, my boss is an absolute cunt. So I need to go and slam some weights in the gym. Okay, great. That's what's going to keep you coming. But everyone's going to be different. And the thing is as well, if you are a new beginner to the gym, it is important to be as consistent as much as possible at first because it takes time to build a habit. Coming to the gym four times a week for two weeks, then thinking, oh, yeah, I've been here like loads of times. At any point, you, you, you can let your guard down. You can just stop coming. Do you know what I mean? So it's about trying to make it consistent as possible and effortless as possible in order for you to make it to the gym so that it does build up over time. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like a chore. Next one is have a plan. Even a very loose one is better than nothing. I think that probably goes to those who maybe just walk into the gym and have absolutely no idea what they're actually doing there um, because they sort of bimble around, do a few things. And I, I get it. I mean, some people, they, they like to do it. But even if you've got like a base idea of what you're going to do, like some sort of plan, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do a bit of bench, do a bit of squatting, a bit of deadlift. That is a very loose plan, but it's a, it's a plan. It's something. You've got some sort of aim of going to the this gym. This is a gel up build. Once again, this is why I prefer to break down uh, the exercise into movements instead because you can have a plan okay but what as i say no plan survives contact does it let's say you go into gym after work it's the busy period and all day mm. your plan has been i'm going to get onto the bench press yeah, oh shit okay. so you're thinking it's yeah, monday squat hint. Yeah, okay. you know exactly you're not going to get onto the bench press on a monday evening you know, you can be queuing for a long time. And straight away, yeah, that's your, your plan shot to pieces. Exactly. And if you're a newbie as well, you might not even realise, fuck, I didn't even consider having like a plan B in mind. But as long as you've not got a specific goal, look, if you are training for something specific, it's like you want to get stronger at bench press, and yeah, you're going to have to go in there expecting to do bench join, press. Join the queue. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just join the queue or ask to work in, um, which is frustrating, but it is what it is. But yeah, if you're just going in there to do your resistance training twice a week for health reasons or you just like going in and doing the movements then as long as you're like going in with the mindset of i'm going to push something pull something and maybe i'm going to squat something as well opens you up to a lot of plan b's and c's mm. you know you're no longer really constrained cool. you're no longer really going to cool. panic when you go in and that one piece of equipment you're attached to is in use so yeah have a plan but it can be a loose plan yeah loose plan yeah exactly it's better than nothing so yeah uh all this next one's very fucking motivational um, Jesus Christ, we're going to have to edit in some intense music here. Enjoy it. Don't get caught with the results. Life is too short to not have fun with it. Just have fun with it, guys. Embrace life. So like, yeah, do you know what? The, do you just pull up the notes to have a look at that? That you isn't me, but that, that isn't me, but fair enough. Um, as I said, like we want training to be enjoyable. <laughs> Once again, we're speaking about, um, we're talking about general population who are just wanting to get an introduction to the gym to ease them into it. Yeah, you need to be enjoying it. Now, as things come along, you get very specific training goals in mind or you have like an objective, like you want to gain a certain amount of weight or lose a certain amount of weight, etc. Then, or you have like a very specific thing, like you're going to, I don't know, join the military or the police or the fire service, you need to do a very specific test. Then, yeah, eventually like you might have to do things you don't like in order to get to your, you might have to get out of your comfort zone, you know, okay. But I think in this context, Bill, at the moment we're talking about people just easing into the gym. Yeah, we? starting, yeah. In which case, yeah, 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 enjoy it. Do you know what? And this is something I wanted to mention earlier, but the thing is, when we brought up the gym, I instantly thought of like resistance training. That's my bias. But what do some people go to the gym for? Some people go on to walk on the treadmill in the yeah, gym cardio, and go yeah. home afterwards. If you want to go to the gym and you don't quite feel comfortable using the equipment yet, like the, the resistance machines or the weights, you'll just hop onto the treadmill 
for five minutes and then go home if you want to. It don't matter. What matters is that you've, you're slowly breaking that barrier. You're slowly getting more comfortable in the gym. And I know people that do that, people that sign up and I and then they go, I'm just going to go on the treadmill for half hour. There's There's no problem with that. There's no problem with that at all. I know we have specific members in our gym that don't use any of the resistance machines. They just go on there for the cross trainers and the treadmill. And I know you're going to get some little smart ass out there that says, <laughs> how can you go to the gym and only walk when you could do that outside in the street? Multiple reasons. One, it's a safe environment. It's temperature controlled. Uh, here you go, Bill. Here's a reference for you. But winter is coming. Winter, winter is, is coming. Is coming. Is and in Rice Slip, it gets fucking cold and it gets very, very, very dark. People might not want to finish work and then go for a 10,000 step walk in the fucking dark around Brixton. Yeah, but I say a knife crime in London, fucking hell. It's not exactly the safest place in the world, is it? There's going to be, there's going to be black ice on the roads. Some people feel comfortable in a gym environment, walking on a treadmill, that's absolutely fine. Some people like to be able to watch their phone on the treadmill, watching their TV series or riding a bike. That's absolutely fine. They can. Tr- they, some of these machines allow you to charge your phone while you're on there. Yeah. And that's wicked. We look at the elderly. If we kind of look at um, older people that come to the gym and use these machines, that's absolutely fine because they know that they can walk on them. And if something was to go wrong, they are surrounded by trained people, first aiders. Joe, we might have someone who might have had a past stroke or a past heart attack but in that environment we actually have a defibrillator so they know that they're in an environment that they can safely exercise in with an emergency protocol if necessary but the thing is like a lot of people take the piss out of these people i just don't think they realize why people might do it and even then it's not their fucking business anyway but you are welcome to come to the gym and you know just potter about on a couple of cardio machines you'll pay the fucking say you'll pay the same do what you want Exactly. Some people just come in and use the showers. I'm content with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll pay the fucking membership, do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially the price of fucking living, mate. Price of uh, heating and stuff. They're pretty, pretty cheap. <laughs> have a hot oh, shower in the gym. God. I might have to start showering at the gym. Yeah, exactly. I'll yeah. cook if they let me. <laughs> <laughs> cook, yeah. Do all your laundry as well. Uh, right. Uh, and, and the final one for advice for someone starting the gym is something we did talk about earlier, and that is book some sessions with a PT to show you the ropes. Um, and obviously me and Tom are going to be quite biased as you know PTs, but it's a good way to accelerate that, that give you that little boost when you start off to make sure you get a good understanding of what's going on. If it's a good trainer, they'll give you some good advice going forward, and then you can hopefully have a bit of self-efficacy uh, to carry on uh, your fitness journey. But yeah, a few sessions at the start, Will probably do you good if you can't if you know you're not able to do so it's not the end of the world but it will help accelerate that process uh, when you first start i know it can be a bit daunting for some people because like, oh god personal trains a lot of money and this is the bit where during the consultation i'm supposed to tell you well do you know how much the average family spends on takeaways a year when you could spend on personal training you're, no tell me that's a joke no no no, no. that's that's a that's a proper same technique well did you know that the average family pff, who cares um, <laughs> but no, no, in all, in all <laughs> honest to God, if as long as you've got a good PT, which is quite rare to say, I'm afraid, as long as you've got a good personal trainer, it it is an investment. You know, it is an investment because they can teach you something within just a few sessions. They could teach you a framework from just a few sessions. But once again, it does depend on the PT. If you have a PT that is just doing monkey see, monkey do, just do what I say and not actually educating you on anything, then that's pretty shit. But if I've got clients where I know they're going to be short term, then my objective is, yeah, to show them some bits. But as we're doing it, I'm also teaching them a framework. It's like, well, look, 
this is what you might want to do. You could do it this way. You could do it that way. You know, it, it completely depends on your lifestyle factors. Like how many times a week do you reckon you'd be able to come to the gym? What are your actual goals? What would you like to do? What movements do you like to do? What movements do you not like to do? Okay, I recommend doing this. And then you can make your own kind of plan going forward. And just let them know that there's no right or wrong way. It's just a lot of different ways to skin a cat. And it's completely dependent on their preference if they're just there for generic reasons. Well, that has been a very good first opening episode to this brand new series, I think. Actually felt educational. It is. Why are you trying to say that all our previous content has been <laughs> fucking shit thus far? No. but um, <laughs> I learned a lot about geese. So you want, yeah, you learn a lot about geese, BDSM geese. That's the biggest segue from this fucking episode. Mm. Forget all the other shit. So you want to engage <laughs> with a BDSM goose. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, <laughs> there's a sound clip. Uh, there's a sound clip, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that is a good place to end. I'm just trying to see if we've got anything written down. So yeah, cool. So probably the next couple of episodes on this one will be similar vein potentially but you know it'll be more specific about you know so you want to lose weight so you want to build muscle so you want to recover from injury so you want to start running so you want to sleep better um, all these sort of things uh, we're going to go into potentially with some guest support as well along the way um, as well as obviously getting guests on uh, randomly whenever we you know we speak to a guest and get them on but yeah there's a lot to look forward to on this series hopefully lots of takeaways and hopefully you've enjoyed that first episode of so you want to start the gym how to get away with tax evasion if, if we could get a guest on, I'd be genuinely interested. Give Jimmy Carr a call. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he ain't got much on at the moment. He might actually come on. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he might. Yeah, imagine Jimmy Carr on He it? must be scraping the bell at the moment. <laughs> when was the yeah. last time he was on anything? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, right. Uh, so, yeah, I think we'll leave it there. If you do want any help, guys, just uh, before we do actually run out, if you do want any help with uh, starting the gym, of course, our DMs are always open. So yeah, just far away. It's all in the show notes, all of our contact details. So yeah, just get in touch um, and we'll uh, we'll say hello. We'll have a chat. But um, yeah, it's been a pleasure as always uh, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, I'll see you next time. As always, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of this brand new series and we hope you stick around as the rest of the series unfolds. If you've not done so already, make sure you hit that follow slash subscribe button on your podcast app as this will notify you when our next episode is live. Uh, and while you're there, it'll be very kind of you if you left us a rating and or review as this does help us quite a bit. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.